Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The name of this week's story is Penelope Shares the Word Literally, Part 2. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week, our winners were siblings Madeline, Coleman, Alistair, Monty, and Gwenny of Conquer, California, with the correct answer of, Oh, love that will not let me go, from the story Penelope shares the word literally, part one. Good job, you guys! Now, before we start this week's episode, let's recap last week's story. Penelope had hatched a plan to give Nora a Bible despite her mom not wanting her to have one. She and Nora worked to hide a Bible in a bag under some doll clothes and dolls before Nora left for home. Just as Penelope was sharing with Mama Peters about what had happened with the Bible, the doorbell rang. Mrs. Thompson, Nora's mom, and Nora were at the door, and Mrs. Thompson was fuming. She was so angry that Penelope had given Nora a Bible. Mrs. Thompson was incensed and she didn't let Mama Peters hardly say a word. Instead, she flounced off back to her home. Now here's the conclusion. Penelope shares the word literally, part two. Mama Peters glanced at Mrs. Thompson, who was red-faced with fury, and then at Nora, who was standing sheepishly next to her mom. Mama Peters felt sad for Nora, who looked almost waifish as she stood by her mom's side. Silently, Mama Peters prayed a quick prayer to the Lord that he would give her wisdom and then began to speak slowly. Hello, Mrs. Thompson. Please come in. I think we can explain exactly what happened. I'm not interested in coming inside. I just want to know why your daughter is sneaking a Bible to my daughter. It's extremely pushy, and we're not interested in the Bible or any other religion for that matter. Mrs. Thompson's words were filled with venom. Okay, I understand what you're saying. I just learned about the Bible as Penelope and I just finished that conversation. I want you to know that she felt badly and wasn't exactly sure how to handle the situation. Mama Peters was interrupted. What situation? Mrs. Thompson demanded to know. Well, Penelope said that Nora expressed some doubt about bringing the Bible home because she knew you wouldn't want it. But Nora really did want the Bible. So you encourage your daughter to cause my daughter to disobey me. Is that how it goes? I wouldn't say that, actually. And I can understand why you're upset, Mrs. Thompson. I would question that. I don't think you show any sensitivity at all, Mama Peters. I think it's appropriate for you to encourage your daughter to support our rules in our home. I understand what you're saying. It's just that I... Mama Peters really couldn't get a word in edgewise. You didn't understand it, or you would have not encouraged this kind of behavior. Okay, now wait just a minute. I didn't encourage this kind of behavior. Mama Peters' voice was calm. We want Nora to show you the utmost respect, as we want our kids to show us. We believe it's right and good for a child to obey their parents in the Lord, as the Bible teaches. Oh, please, you don't need to bring God into this. Mrs. Thompson's anger was growing. Here's the point. I think I would show more respect for your parenting, Mama Peters, than you have for mine. I didn't even want Nora to come here today because of your influence, but I finally gave in. After she asked me several times, I should have listened to my gut. Oh, Mrs. Thompson, I'm so sorry that this has caused you so much agitation. Sorry? You're not sorry, Mama Peters. By now, Mrs. Thompson was practically spitting nails. Well, Mrs. Thompson, 
if you would let me finish, I'd like you to hear me out. I would never encourage Penelope or Nora to disobey you ever or to deceive you. I didn't know about the Bible until just before you rang the bell, and I'd planned to talk to Daddy Peters about it when he got home. I don't like deception, but I assure you there was no ill will. Penelope wanted Nora to have her Bible, and I can't say that I think that's a bad thing. Nora doesn't have a Bible, and so Penelope merely responded to a need she saw. I think it was a reasonable thing to do. She should have asked me how to handle the rest of it, for sure, asking you if the gift was okay and all. But I think even then, I would have needed to consult with Daddy Peters for wisdom. What? Why do you need wisdom on whether or not to push your contraband inside my home? Mrs. Thompson was not giving an inch. Well, that's the exact reason I would need wisdom, Mrs. Thompson. I'm not sure what would be good. We want Nora to have easy access to the Bible. She's expressed a strong desire to learn about Jesus. And so the best way to do that is by reading the Bible. I don't want her to know anything about your kook religion. Don't you understand that? It's nothing but judgment and hellfire for anyone who disagrees. Mrs. Thompson was positively seething. Well, Mrs. Thompson, I sure would be happy to talk about it. I'm sorry you feel judged, but there is so much more to it than what you have pointed out, and it would be good for you to know more about it. But Mrs. Thompson was not to be assuaged. In fact, despite Mama Peters' gentle spirit, Mrs. Thompson was loaded for bear. How can you possibly say what's good for me? You know what? I need to go. Nora, let's get away from this crazy religious atmosphere. Mama Peters, you take your gift and please don't return it to my house anytime soon. Thank you. And just like that, Mrs. Thompson turned on heel and stalked back across the street to her house. Mama Peters, having taken a moment to regain her composure, looked after Mrs. Thompson and Nora and slowly closed the door behind them. Oh, Mama Peters, that was horrible. I'm so, so sorry, Penelope exclaimed, throwing her arms around Mama Peters. Thanks, honey. It's okay. I think we should just, let's just wash up for dinner. Go wash your hands and wash the twins' hands. And Pearson, wash your hands too, Mama Peters directed. She was obviously distracted by the brouhaha that Mrs. Thompson had created. Everyone immediately obeyed. They felt terrible for Mama Peters and about what had just transpired. Thankfully, Daddy Peters walked through the door moments later, bringing a bit of calm and cheer to the situation, though he immediately sensed that something was amiss. Hello, Daddy Peters. It's so good that you're home. Mama Peters was filled with emotion at the sight of Daddy Peters. She hugged him tightly and felt a sense of security inside the squeeze of his grip. I'm so glad to be home, Mama Peters. Everything okay? Everything is fine, Mama Peters began with some hesitance. But we did have a bit of an adventure moments ago, so it's such a relief that you're home. Adventure? Daddy Peters repeated, curious. Yes, sweetie, I'll explain at dinner. You want to wash up so we can eat? Sure, Mama Peters, I'll do that. Where are the kids? They're upstairs washing for dinner, dear. With everyone seated at the table and the sweet sounds of the hymn, I Am Thine, O Lord, playing in the background, Daddy Peters prayed over the meal. After he finished praying, he noticed that Pearson, Penelope, and the twins were maintaining an unusual silence. So he turned to Mama Peters. So what's the adventure, Mama Peters? Mama Peters began a recitation of all that had happened, from the time that Nora had come over and the conversation she had had with Penelope to the handing over of the Bible and the discussion when Nora had left and finally to the climax, the heated discussion on the porch. 
Daddy Peters sat in rapt attention, while Mama Peters was especially circumspect to recount only the details that were accurate. She didn't want to give an account that was tainted by the way she felt about the whole thing. And letting her emotions contribute to the details, she didn't want to say anything that would cloud Daddy Peters' mind. Moreover, she was mindful that, as a mom, every time she publicly recounted anything, she was a living example to her children of either integrity in her words or of teaching them how to lie by spinning a story in a direction that it hadn't really gone. She knew how easy it was to fall into the trap of telling a story in a one-sided manner. And she certainly didn't want her children to learn that it was fine to manipulate people by virtue of twisting the facts. Because of that, she was determined only to say exactly what had happened, no more and no less. When she came to the end of the lengthy tale, Daddy Peters just sat, speechless. Mama Peters continued, So that was it. Mrs. Thompson turned and took Nora home, Daddy Peters. And I was left wondering at what had just happened, Mama Peters concluded. Mama Peters, she was super duper duper mean to you. Penelope was quite vociferous in her defense of Mama Peters. Yeah, and she told so many lies. She accused Mama Peters of so much, Pearson added. Okay, now come on. Consider your words, Mama Peters gently corrected. Mrs. Thompson isn't super duper mean. She was angry and she responded in anger. But remember, her anger isn't toward me. It is clear that she's extremely angry with God, and there's so much there to unpack. Pearson, I don't think she told any lies, so let's be very careful with our words. Right now, despite it being an upsetting situation, we must practice James 1.19. This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. I know you're feeling defensive for me, and I appreciate that. But remember, Mrs. Thompson was absolutely enraged, but it's not for anything that we did. She has something so deeply set in her heart against the Lord that she felt she had to come over here and confront me. Wow, Daddy Peters had finally found his voice. I think you're right, Mama Peters, and I'm not sure about the Bible situation. Certainly, I would want Penelope to give the Bible to Nora, but whether or not it should have been hidden, I'm not sure, and it's something I need to pray about. No matter what, though, we know that we do want Nora and Mrs. Thompson to have access to the Bible and to read it regularly. But for now, there doesn't seem to be anything we can do about being at peace with our neighbors. So we're going to need to do a lot of praying. Oh, Daddy Peters, do you think I should go over there? The Bible does clearly say in Romans 12 that so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all people. I want to do everything I can to be at peace with Mrs. Thompson, Mama Peters noted emphatically. You absolutely do, and you should, Mama Peters. But at this moment, I don't think it's wise. It would likely provoke more anger in Mrs. Thompson if you were to do anything now. So let's pray that things calm down and wait on the Lord. I know that's difficult, but I think it's the wise thing to do. Remember Psalm twenty-seven, fourteen: Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. So why don't we just stop and pray right now about it? Daddy Peters bowed his head and reached over to hold Mama Peters' hands. He prayed that God would give the opportunity to Mama Peters to make peace with Mrs. Thompson. And he asked that God would help Mama Peters and the children to forgive her for the brutal confrontation. He had barely said amen when the doorbell rang. Pearson asked to answer the door 
and when he was given permission, he walked hurriedly to answer it. He could be heard saying, Oh, hello. Daddy Peters and Mama Peters walked to the front door to see not just Mrs. Thompson, but Nora's dad, Mr. Thompson, as well, standing on the front porch. They both looked extremely upset. Nora, though, was nowhere to be found. Please help us! Nora's missing! Please! Do you have any idea where she's run off to? Mrs. Thompson practically yelled. No, we don't, Mrs. Thompson, but I'll go and search for her. Pearson, please bring me my keys. Mr. Thompson, would you like to come with me in my car? Daddy Peters offered the desperate man on the porch. Thank you, Daddy Peters. She's been gone for at least an hour, according to her letter. We're, 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 we're worried sick about her. Clearly, Mr. Thompson was in anguish over his daughter. Mama Peters took the letter that was being held out to her. Dear Daddy and Mom, I don't want to upset you, but there's something I have to do. I can't be here without the word of God. I'm so sorry, but I need you to understand that I can't live without Jesus. He's everything to me. I love you, Nora. Mama Peters read the note aloud. After the letter had been read, Penelope shouted, Daddy Peters, I'm pretty sure I know where Nora is. Well, come on then. Pearson, Penelope, come with us. Daddy Peters beckoned. Mama Peters agreed to stay back with the twins and Mrs. Thompson. All four of them walked across the street to the Thompsons' house so that if Nora came back, someone would be there. Mrs. Thompson was sobbing uncontrollably. (laughs) When they all went inside the Thompson home, Mama Peters found a teapot, filled it with water, and turned on the stove. She began tidying up the kitchen, having nothing better to do and feeling antsy as she privately talked to the Lord. Mrs. Thompson just sat at the kitchen table, her face in her hands. Patience and Priscilla played with their dolls on the floor of the kitchen. At long last, the kettle began to whistle, and Mama Peters carefully poured a cup of tea for Mrs. Thompson and placed it in front of her. She also poured herself a cup of tea. Here, Mrs. Thompson, drink some. Maybe it'll help settle you down a bit. Where is Nora? I thought for sure she had maybe run to your house, Mrs. Thompson said. No, we would send her right back if she had. Oh, Mama Peters, this is all my fault. Nora has been trying to learn about Jesus and I've forbidden it. Mr. Thompson says I've gone too far in my anti-religious fervor, but you don't understand I grew up Christian. My parents went to church on Easter and Christmas, and my dad was the meanest man I've ever known. I couldn't get out of that house fast enough. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Mama Peters, all I want is for my baby girl to get home. Oh, please. Oh, please. Please, Mama Peters. Mrs. Thompson didn't finish her sentence, but trailed off in emotion. I am so sorry, Mrs. Thompson. You must have grown up in a tough environment where there was some religion, but no evidence in people's lives. I'm sure you feel betrayed. Exactly right, Mama Peters. But Nora's only a child, and so she isn't responsible for what happened in my childhood, and, and you aren't responsible for that either. I oh, I just want Nora. I just want my Nora back. Well, I can tell you that when Penelope says she knows where she is, she knows where she is. I'm not exactly sure how she knows, but I can assure you, she knows. Oh, do you think so, Mama Peters? I sure do, Mrs. Thompson, and I have a hunch. We'll get a phone call any minute now. And just like that, the phone rang. (coughs) Mrs. Thompson rushed to the phone. Hello? Oh, 
so wonderful. Good, we'll be right here waiting for you. Hurry and get here. Mrs. Thompson hung up the phone and turned to Mama Peters. Nora was at the library. So that's where she's been. Oh, Mama Peters, she rode, the, she rode her bike to the library by herself. That was just plain dumb. Well, it certainly wasn't wise. But like you said, she's a child. Yes, you're right, Mama Peters. Thank you for reminding me of that again, my darling Nora. I'm so glad she's found Mama Peters. I didn't know what to do, who to turn to. And it turns out that the very people I've hated are the people who have brought the, the biggest relief. Oh, Mrs. Thompson, it wasn't us. It was God. I prayed he would show us where Nora is, and I know that without a doubt, Daddy Peters and our children have been praying too. I'm sure of it, Mama Peters, and I owe you an apology. I know you're not a bad person. I I just don't know how to deal with all the changes that's happening to Nora. I mean, she's been different lately, and it makes me really uncomfortable. How so, Mama Peters asked. Well, you know, I'm not a real patient person, not like you with your kids. I get angry real fast. Oh, Mrs. Thompson, please, I get impatient just like everyone else. Oh, I doubt it, not like me. But lately, Nora is just quiet when I'm angry. She doesn't say sassy comments or try to hurt me back. She just listens. In the past, when I've gotten angry, she's been a real smart aleck to me and said smart aleck comments, and, and somehow that made me feel better. Now she just sits, and I feel like I'm the biggest jerk in the world. I don't know what's going on. Mrs. Thompson let out a deep sigh. (sighs) Do you know why Nora has had this change in her? Mama Peters queried. I think I do, and that's part of the problem, because it's because of Jesus. Nora said she loves Jesus and wants to be more like him. And I got mad and kind of jealous. When she said that she wants to be more like the Peters family. I guess I've just been angry. Mama Peters, would you be able to forgive me for all of this? Oh, Mrs. Thompson, of course I forgive you. But it really is not anything that you did to us. I know, but it's just that ever since we went to church with you on that one Sunday, Nora has never been really, she's never really been the same. And I guess I resented you. And I didn't want any more Jesus in my house. But maybe I shouldn't feel so threatened. I think that if Nora wants this, I should welcome it. I guess I just don't want to lose her. I can assure you, Mrs. Thompson, you're not going to lose her. She loves you. Oh, Mama Peters, I suppose you're right. I've acted so foolishly. Mrs. Thompson's words were cut off by the sound of the door opening. Nora burst through the door and raced over to her mom. I'm so sorry, Mom, to have made you so nervous, but I just felt like I needed to go and get a Bible from the library. I was so upset after the fight with Mama Peters. I just felt like I I, I just needed to, to read the Bible and so that God would help me just calm down. But I'm really sorry, Mom. Oh, Nora, I'm sorry I put you in that position. I don't want you writing to the library by yourself. That could be dangerous. I know you feel like you need to read the Bible. So did you check it out? No, because I didn't have time. I was about to, but Daddy Peters and everyone found me right then. Oh, I'm so thankful, Nora. I'm thankful Penelope knew where you were. However, did you know? Mrs. Thompson turned her gaze toward Penelope. Penelope looked directly into Mrs. Thompson's eyes. I figured she was at the library, Mrs. Thompson, because 
because Nora told me that's where she goes to read the Bible. Oh, Penelope, I'm so sorry for being so angry this afternoon. I'm sorry to all of you, though. I I was wrong. I'm going to have to be okay with the change in Nora from now on. Nora, I may not love Bible. I may not lo- I may not love the Bible or God, but I love you, and I want you to feel free in this house. I'll even go to church with you. I don't really want to, but I want to go because you want to go. Nora hugged her mom tightly and kissed her face. After everyone's adrenaline had gone back to normal and things had quieted down, Daddy Peters offered up the pie that was sitting at their house on the counter. Anyone want to go back to our house and share some of our pie and ice cream that Mama Peters made for our dessert? I know I can't get through the night without it. Everyone agreed to go across the street and eat some pie together. And then Nora added, I didn't get a chance to check the library Bible out, so I'm going to need that Bible back, Nellie. Mrs. Thompson nodded approvingly and hugged her daughter. The two families walked back to the Peters' house. The Peters were ever so thankful that the Lord had given the opportunity to make peace with their neighbors. This is Grandmom's Corner. This week's story brought to mind a similar event that happened in our family's lives years ago. As our kids were growing up, most of them played sports, and we became acquainted with one of my oldest daughter's softball teammates. They were about 12 or 13 at the time. This girl took a shine to our family, and she often came over to our house after the games because we lived close to where the games were played. She also didn't live too far from us, but her home life was a bit difficult. Her mom was a professional and worked a lot. She rarely, if ever, attended her daughter's softball games. She was a single parent with a partner in the home. As a result of our friendship with this young woman, she became interested in spiritual things, but she faced many obstacles in her home life. We always encouraged her to be respectful to her mom and obedient and respectful to her mom's friend as well. But the girl spent a lot of time at our house. Eventually, she trusted Jesus as her savior to her mom's consternation. But our young friend was not to be deterred. We never did anything to undermine her mom's authority. But one day, our young friend, who was by now in high school, ran over to our house after a fight with her mom's housemate. We weren't sure what to do, but we didn't have long to think about it because our friend's mom burst into her house without so much as knocking. She was upset with the situation and we understood that. She said she was between a rock and a hard place. We share the gospel more than once with her friend's mom, but to my knowledge, she still has never come to faith. And though we've lost contact with our friend, I'm thankful that she's still walking in the faith. She's married with kids, and her husband is a lay pastor. I encourage all of you listening to share the gospel and to ask God's Spirit to work in the lives of your family and friends. Be encouraged, even when it looks like nothing is happening, because we don't see what God is doing in someone's heart. But also remember that in Isaiah 55, 11, God says his word won't return void. And Matthew 24, 35 says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will never pass away. So when given the opportunity of an open door to share the gospel, do so and trust God with the results. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.